Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 74 of Swish and Flick. I'm Megan. And I'm Katie. And this episode is sponsored by Hunter Green. So thank you, Hunter. Green. <laughs> Thank you. Um, today we're going to be discussing our time in England, more specifically London, and also our day in Paris. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we begin, I do have a pretty cool weekly profit. So the we all know that we've talked about it at least on the podcast before, or like on our Facebook page that. Universal Orlando is building a new Harry Potter coaster over at Universal Islands of Adventure. I'm so excited. And they have not given us much of anything, really, to go off of in terms of what this ride's going to be or anything. So it's really exciting anytime we get some news about this thing because mm-hmm. it's all, like, under wraps and we have no idea what it's going to, like, what the, the premise of the ride is. So they have been building it pretty... I mean, I think they're moving pretty quick. Oh, yeah. Universal, every time they've come out with a new Potter ride, for sure, it's been very fast. They yeah. know. <laughs> so, um, they've been building, we know that it's a roller coaster, it's a family-friendly roller coaster. We can kind of see parts of the outside, and it looks maybe like the Great Hall or something, but it also looks like the forest. I'm not really sure what's going on behind us, but our cat is knocking stuff over. <laughs> it was Teddy climbing in boxes. Um... So, we got our first glimpse of what the um, coaster, like, seats, the train, the coaster train looks like. It is all covered in plastic. However, the shape is there. Mm-hmm. We have some thoughts. Yes. So, you can see the, it's got, let me see, one, two, three, four, <gasps> five, six, seven. Seven parts on the train. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really looks like 
Hagrid's motorbike. With the little sidecar. It looks like it's probably two people side by side, one on the motorcycle, one in the sidecar. I'm just kind of saying that, like, I maybe sort of called this. You did. You did. So I I think that this is, I think it's the motorcycle. Yeah. Um, and I bet you that we're going to be, like, Hagrid is going to lead us through the Forbidden Forest or something. Yeah, I think it is Forbidden Forest-centric because on the teaser poster, you see the castle in the background, but it looks like the majority the is the forest. I mean, the whole poster is basically the forest, so I think that's correct. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And The teaser campaign also, that poster, promised a reveal of at least some information in early 2019. Oh, guess what? It's almost early 2019. It also, I, this one comment on here, it looks like it's going to be really immersive, which I agree, because, like, you can't see very much of the track. It is very much encased. Like, you are going to be immersed in some sort of world. Those are the best kind. Yep. I'm stoked. I'm stoked. Yep. I can't It's going to be awesome. So I really think that, I think it's Haggard's motorbike is yeah. what it looks like. And I will, you know, as always, we'll post this link on our Facebook page so that you guys can take a look and see what you think it looks like. It'll also be on our website. It will under be. Under the Weekly Profit. Yes. All right. What time is it? It's time for, I do it so bad compared to Tiffany. Just do it. The rubber rubber recap. How do you do it bad? She just I mean, does it better. No one's Tiffany, but that was, that was perfectly acceptable. Thank you. All right, so last time, Meg and I discussed our time in Scotland. So we discussed mainly um, Edinburgh, because that's where we stayed. We discussed the Hogwarts Express Jacobite train ride we did up to Malig. And we discussed... Did we Anna discuss Anna Castle? And, Anna and Castle. our Swisher meetup. Mm-hmm. So today, we're discussing, as Meg said, our time mostly in London, but we did take a little bit of a break and went to Paris but not really Paris, Disneyland Paris for not even a day, a couple uh, hours, but we'll get to that. I mean, it was all day, but there's just a lot right, of travel involved right, there. exactly. All right, so we flew directly from Edinburgh into London. I did look into booking a train because of the experience. I thought that would be cool. Right. Um, but it actually was a lot more money to take a train and obviously a lot more time. Um, and I wanted to utilize our time to the best of our ability, so we went with a flight. I think that was that, that's one of our main themes, like, as we're talking, is, like... And even if something costs more, sometimes I think our time is more valuable. Exactly. You really need to think about that, you know? Like, you're only, you're only over there for a certain amount of time. I, I wish I could be over there for all the time, but you can't be, you know? You only yeah. have so much. So... Yeah, I mean, and it's not like it. I remember so Meg honest, talking about it. It wasn't. Even if the flight had been a little more, I probably still would have gone with the flight. Right. It wasn't like. It wasn't drastically different anyway. And we had already gotten our train experience with the Jacobites, so mm-hmm. we didn't really feel like we were missing anything. And we were going to be taking a different type of train to Paris later on. So it really was okay that we just flew. Yeah. Especially because of time. Yeah. So um, we flew into Gatwick from Edinburgh Airport. There's quite a few different airports you can fly into. Gatwick was just the least expensive to fly um, from Edinburgh into. Edinburgh Airport is really cool because outside they have like this giant, it says Edinburgh, like giant standing letters. And then like the inn is like different. different, So you're you're, like in in Edinburgh. Edinburgh. It's pretty cool. It's cute. Um, So we flew into Gatwick, and I know that one of the major questions I had when booking this, and a lot of other people probably have, is how do you get into the city from the airport? 
Um, there are two big, there are basically two main options that you can choose. There's the Gatwick Express or the Thames Link. Both are trains. Um, the Gatwick Express is faster. It's 30 minutes. However, it takes you to Victoria Station. It's like a one-stop direct from Gatwick to Victoria Station in central London. So it's a great option. However, Victoria Station was not close to our hotel, and we could have taken the Gatwick Express to Victoria and then gotten a cab or Uber or something. But we had our luggage with us. And- yeah, and it was just going to, it was kind of a pain. So we we went for the Tim's Link. Um, so it's not direct. There's a couple stops. It took about 45 minutes, but it took us directly to King's Cross Station, which, I mean, come on, is pretty cool, right? <laughs> um, but we we stayed right across the street from King's Cross Station. Quite so it just literally. Yeah, it just worked out really well for us. It was um, it was cheaper than the Gatwick Express by a couple dollars or a couple pounds, and but it did take a little bit longer. However, we did go a couple stops further into the city, which is why, really. Yeah. So it just really depends on where you're staying. It also, though, like, it was kind of hard with all of our luggage on that train, though. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. So our luggage was the kind <laughs> where it has, like, four wheels, so there's not really a stopper or anything when it's standing up. So we sat right by a door because that's where you can, like, put your luggage. They have, like, little crates, kind of. Like a little hole. Yeah, you know? but but our luggage, like, didn't doesn't have a stop so like it was just rolling and we had to like keep trying to catch it to make sure it wasn't rolling away and we did each have a big luggage and a little luggage so it was just a lot but we got there and it was fine Mm -hmm. um so if that kind of gives you anxiety like I I don't know maybe you want just the direct one I don't know how the Gatwick Express like does your luggage because we didn't take it yeah But, you know, I don't know, maybe if you want to pay for a taxi or something and then you don't have to worry about it rolling around, but I would imagine that's pretty expensive. Yeah. Because it is probably about, like, a 45-minute to an hour drive, especially once you get into the city with all the traffic and everything, Mm -hmm. and the trains are just a more affordable and easier way to do it. Yeah. That's just how they do it over there, and I wish we did more of it here. Yeah. It's fun. Uh, Yeah, I wish we had high-speed trains. That would be so cool. I like running around on trains. It takes my mind off things. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So actually, as soon as we got to London, we went to our hotel, dropped our luggage off. Checked uh, it out. Yeah, just checked the room out. Have we said where we stayed? No. Oh, I think I... Maybe in the Well, I don't know, but we... So we decided to go with an actual hotel in London just because it was easier. All of the Airbnbs tended to be a little bit outside the city... And again, our time was more valuable than saving some money on an Airbnb and having to figure out the buses and trains to get into the city from an Airbnb. Um, So we opted for a hotel closer to a train station and in the city. So we decided to go with the Premier Inn. Um, It is a budget hotel, but it was great. It was clean. It was fine. It was literally like... I mean, the room wasn't big or anything, but, I mean, it had a bed. It had enough place for us to keep our luggage and, like, rustle around in there. And it it did have a TV. I mean, it was little, but it had a TV if you wanted it. The end. Like, it was fine. What were we doing there? Sleeping. Yeah. And it was clean, and that's all I cared about. It was clean. (laughs) And it was close to, like, the place where we needed to, like, pick up a train or the underground. Again, it was was literally across the street from St. Pancras and King's Cross Station. So like we had access to St. Pancras, which was nice because that's where we took our train to Paris because that's more of like, um, that they do like St. Pancras had like the trains that it it wasn't necessarily the, uh, they had the underground, but it wasn't, wasn't it like Eurostar or something? Yeah, Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, and then 
King's Cross is an underground station, so, like, it was really nice that they were right next to each other. There was also a bus stop across the street down a little bit um, if we were taking the buses around. Yeah, I highly recommend that because it was right where we needed everything to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was great. It was actually the St. Pancras Premier Inn. Yeah, because there's um, another one down the street. Yeah, so, I mean, like, either of them would work. There's a King's Cross one, or, it's like, King's Cross Euston, or mm-hmm. um, St. Pancras. We chose St. Pancras because we were doing the Paris the Paris train so early in the morning and late at night the one day. So we wanted to be really close to that because I didn't want to be walking around the city at like 5 a.m. or something like that. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, we checked out our hotel. It was great. And then immediately went to the Swisher meetup in London. Yeah, which was a really cool way to kick it off. It was. Like, I'm glad we did it that way. We did it literally right next door to our hotel. Yeah, a little pub called the Houston Flyer. Yeah, we had originally planned it somewhere else, close still, but um, one of our swishers, thankfully, like, messaged us and was like, hey, there's, like, no 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 room, (laughs) no tables, it's really busy, and then they figured out that there was this other place that was much more open, so thank you. Next door to our hotel. Right. So that that worked out great. So, yeah, they were super nice there. The food was good. Thank you, Scarlett. Thank you, Scarlett. Um, The food was great. There was enough room for all of us. Like, we showed up, and then, like, it was crazy. There had to have been, like, 15 people there, and it was amazing. Guys, I can't believe that that many people wanted to meet us. Right? And a lot of people, as in Edinburgh with Shona, um, made it, like, A a little bit of a weekend. So, yeah, um, a lot of them had put together a happy anniversary card for us, which was really, was sweet. really sweet. Um, some people brought, like, little presents, which, like, you don't need to do that, but it means so much to us. We love mm-hmm. it. Um, whoa, I just hit the microphone, sorry. But it was it was really cool. It was really nice to, like, talk to everybody. And the table was, like, kind of long, which worried me for a little bit because it was kind of hard to speak to everyone. But then afterwards, a lot of us went over to Platform 9 and 3 quarters because it was literally right down the street. And we, we, got, got, a, we got a group picture in front of Platform 9 and 3 quarters, which I just thought was amazing. It was so cool. And the people who work Platform are, I don't know, the two times, I, two or three times we were there, they were just, like, so awesome about it. Like, you'd yeah. think, like, the person who throws the scarf in the air would be like, all right, next. No, they were so into it yeah, the whole were. time. So then when this massive group of, like, 15 people show up, they were like, whoa, cool. How are we going to get everybody in? But they figured it out. Yeah, it was and fun. it was awesome. So, like, thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day to come and talk to us and just hang out. On a Tuesday. Wasn't it a Tuesday? It was a Monday. Oh, okay. So, well, uh, even more yeah. <laughs> on a Monday coming to hang out. So, yeah, just thank you. Yeah, it was really fun. You guys are swishers. You're the best. You guys are something special. Mm-hmm. And I hope that, I hope we get to do that again. Like, I definitely, you know, we need to go back to the UK. We, oh, yeah. Obviously, you can tell from how we're talking about it that we loved it. Um, and maybe we can get Sarah and Tiffany to uh, join us next time. Yeah. So... The whole Um, clan. Yeah. So, like, we were out pretty late hanging out with Swishers, so we ended up just going back to our hotel room that night, and we crashed. (laughs) Pretty much. Uh, But we got up pretty early the next morning because it was a jam-packed London day. The best kind of days. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So, early, bright and early, we went to Westminster Abbey. It was the first thing we did. We got there before they opened. I had purchased the tickets online beforehand, which, again, I highly recommend. So important. The line. The line to get tickets was insane. 
Meg was like, so we're standing there and like the, I guess you could call it, it was almost like a VIP because there was like maybe one couple in front of us, then us, and then the, I don't, not many people maybe did like, it. There was maybe like 20 people total by the time they opened that yeah. were in line behind us. But then Meg was like, look at that line over there. It like spanned the block, like down crazy. the whole, it was crazy. To buy tickets. Yeah. But it was also really nice because like, obviously we got let in first because we didn't have to stop and buy tickets. So mm-hmm. like... We got to see Westminster Abbey, like, pretty empty. Yeah. Because we got to start, and, like, by the time we were halfway through, that's whenever, like, most of that line had gotten in there. Mm -hmm. And then whenever we came out, because, like, you kind of exit towards where you start, sort of. Yeah. um, And it was packed in there. Oh, yeah. And it was not like that when we were in there, which was really nice. Yeah. It was cool. It was beautiful. I just kept thinking about how... Will and Kate got married there. <laughs> I will. It was. I will say so. I don't have. This is the first time I've ever traveled internationally, <clears throat> aside from my Niagara, Niagara Falls. Falls <laughs> but I'm not going to let that count for my Canadian experience. Sorry, Canadians. We don't count that as traveling internationally. Well, because I want to like go somewhere that's not so touristy in Canada and count that. You know. I know. But so I'm not. I don't really go to like cathedrals or like things like that. So I had no idea that like so many people were buried like right there in the church like there it's like you're walking and you're like oh tomb 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 yeah. which was like for a second i was like whoa but then i got over it and but it's kind of like, cool you after think that about all the history that happened yeah. there like you know queen elizabeth was coronated every person every monarch was coronated there yeah um it's nuts. you got to see the coronation chair and mm-hmm. And it was really cool because when we had been in Edinburgh, we got to see, like, the stone that they used for the coronation as well. So it was, like... We got both parts. Yeah, you got to see, like, all of it, which yeah. was really neat. It was really cool. I, I recommend. The Definitely. history is, like, so rich over there. Any chance you can get to just, like, glimpse any of that, yeah. I recommend. Not Harry Potter related, but definitely cool. Oh, yeah. Um, and then after that, we booked it over to the Tower of London. And... I wish we could have spent more time at the Tower of London, um, but we had a tour scheduled for 2 o'clock, so we had to do Westminster Abbey and Tower of London before 2 Mm o'clock. So we get to Tower of London, and we walk in, and then we make sure that we stop and see the ravens. We saw them. They were just kind of like roaming in the grassy area in the middle, and then we got in line to see the crown jewels. That was pretty much like, because we knew we didn't have a lot of time there, so we're like, all right. That was the major thing. Which, holy crud, it's like a Disney something. Because you walk in, and there's a line. It's just more line. And then you turn a corner, and you're like, this more is it. Line. Nope, a curve for more line. <laughs> oh, this is it. Nope, they just curve you 12 times in this room. All right. <laughs> and then finally, you get to see it. Which was, again. Yeah, that line was a lot longer than it looked. Yeah, the history. And but like, it was awesome. Just knowing what these things stood for. And, like, it's it's so incredible. Yeah. It was really neat. I'm glad we did it. Same. And the line was cool because they had, like, big quotes on the wall and, like, stuff you could look at while you were waiting. And it really didn't take that long. Like, it's a constant flowing thing. Ooh, also, backtrack to Westminster Abbey. I had gotten us tickets for, like, the new exhibit at the top of Westminster. Oh, yeah. Um, the Queen's Jubilee Room. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I don't really remember what it's called. Um, <clears throat> but it was opened. Like, it's pretty new. It opened for the Queen's Jubilee, like, anniversary. And that was really neat because they had, like, drawings and 
um, little models and stuff of, like, when Westminster was being built, and this was, like, all new stuff that hadn't been displayed before, and it was only an extra, like, five pounds per person, so, like, I highly recommend it. It was really neat. Yeah, you get to go, like, way up high, too, so you can get, like, little glimpses out the windows. Yeah. It was really cool. A really, like, beautiful view of London from the windows. Yeah. Um, So, back to Tower of London. We saw the Crown Jewels. That was amazing. Oh. And then they also had, like... Even the regalia, like the the stuff they wore. Yeah, yeah. So that was neat. When we were waiting for the crown jewels, or we were walking over towards that area, there was um, what are the guards called? They're just called guards with like the big, the big tall black hat and the red jacket. Okay, well the 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 London guards. (laughs) Um, are they called beef eaters? No, no, that's the other guys that are in the Tower of London. That's right. Yeah. Okay, well, just the, you know, the stand, when you think of a London guard, like even at Buckingham Palace, I need to those guys, there was one, they're very, like, it's very true, they're very, like, stiff, and there was a group of kids, like, there was a lot of schools that were doing tours wherever we went, which was really cute, um, and so there was a group of kids, and there was this one little girl who was, who was like, I think they're just called the Queen's Guard, okay. so I guess we were right. Cool. There was this one little girl who was like, is he real? He's not real. And I swear, just to show <laughs> off, he started marching the way they do, and they were all like, oh! <laughs> it was so cool. But like, it was super cute in their little accents. Mm-hmm. He's not real. <laughs> it was so cute. It was adorable. Um, we saw one other area. We went to, we looked at the bloody tower, (laughs) and then we went down and they showed you, like, the different forms of torture. Yes. We also went and found the spot where they would behead people, which is actually, like, a memorial now. Yeah. And then, yeah, it was actually really pretty We looked in the Raven's gift shop. Not where they, not where they beheaded people. It was just pretty in the Tower of London. The Tower of London was pretty. Yeah, and it was, um... It was really neat because when we exited, you just had, like, a beautiful view of the Tower Bridge. Oh, yeah. And we took some really cute pictures in front of the Tower Bridge there as we were heading over to the meetup spot for the Muggle walking tour. Mm-hmm. This was one of my favorite things we did. It was, like, I was already expecting it to be great, but it was, like, even beyond expectations. Yeah, so, like, I, you know, I had looked up a lot of... Tours? No, not a lot of tours. A lot of, uh filming locations in London because I was like, we could do this ourselves. Like, I'll just look up the filming locations and we'll, we'll go to them. And we could have. And we could have. But the more I thought about it, I was like, we're going to be just like aimlessly walking, have no idea really where we're looking. It's better to just drop the 20 pounds each and go on this tour. Well, again, time. 20 pounds too, though, like for this tour, worth it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, again, a time, though. And this was, like, truly an experience. This guy was great. He literally looked like Daniel Radcliffe, guys. I looked at Meg, and I was like, I, th- I think that's... Uh, is that Dan? <laughs> and then I was like, nope, his eye color is wrong. It's not him. But, like, <laughs> identical. Even his inflections of his, his voice. voice. Yeah. But it was so great. So our tour guide, his name was Scott? Yeah. Okay, Scott. so we had Scott for the Muggle Walking Tour. He was amazing. He had, like, a Slytherin scarf on. Like, he that did. was his uniform. <laughs> he was all about the houses. He asked everybody, like, what house they were in. He was <laughs> Slytherin. It, you know how, like, most tour guides use, like, a little flag or something that they hold up to, like, make sure you're following them? He had a wand, so that was great. <laughs> and I believe that it was Harry's. And it was busted because he drops it all the time. But it, he was just so great. He was so knowledgeable. Oh, yeah. Um, he had a little binder, so, like, yeah. when we would get to 
say we got to a filming location. Well, it doesn't always look like it does in the movie because they put facades on, blah, blah, blah. So he would show you, like, here's what it is and here's the actual thing. Yeah. Which was really neat. And it was really cool because he would pass the binder around so you could, like, hold it up next to it and, like, see it. So we visited, um, we went to... What's Leaky the market? Cauldron. What's the market? Oh, Borough I was going to say Carket Market. No. <laughs> <laughs> we went to Borough Market um, and we walked down... And then at the very bottom of Borough Market is where the Leaky Cauldron was filmed for Prisoner of Azkaban, where the creepy Tom is. Yeah. <laughs> it's like where the night bus pulls up yeah. and drops off Harry. So that was really cool. That was the first place that we saw, I think. And you can see it. Like, again, they put a facade on it. And it's actually like it was a flower shop and now it was like a restaurant, I think, mm-hmm. or something. But And like, it's kind of weird because in 3 especially, they started using like those darker filters on the mm-hmm. cameras. And like, here we are in like... Sunny, sunny day. <laughs> it yeah. was funny. Um, and then we went to, we went over by where, like, there's, where the bridges are and everything, and we saw the Millennium Bridge, mm-hmm. which the is the bridge, bridge that they destroy in Half-Blood Prince, the Death Eaters. We saw the actual inspiration for Diagon Alley, like, oh. the, it's like this, it's this really awesome street with, like, these old bookshops, and, like, you can tell it's just old-timey London, um, it's beautiful. So then literally diagonally from that is the inspiration for Nocturne Alley. And that was the coolest part of the tour. Oh, hands down. It looked exactly like Nocturne Alley. Curved windows. Like, I can't even describe it. Like, think of Nocturne Alley. There you go. That was it. Yes. And if anybody wants to glimpse that street... Go see Mary Poppins Returns because they filmed a scene on that street. And it's the film where it's the scene where she's going to see her, her cousin. Cousin. Patsy Derby. Yep. And it, that door at the very end, that street that they're on, is the actual inspiration for Nocturne Alley. We were on that street as soon as we sat down, as soon as we were watching that movie and I saw that scene, I like gasped and I looked at Katie and I'm like, oh my God, it's Nocturne Alley. <laughs> and then you can see it because it's just the window fronts with the curved windows. And it was really awesome because we get into that street. It was awesome. And it the is best part. silent. You are in the middle of busy London, and that street is just silent. I mean, and you don't, we don't really know why. notice until, until he, like, Scott, he was like, all right, everybody be really quiet. And he said, we are in the middle of hustle bustle London. Do you hear anything? It was like, it was, I'm getting goosebumps because it was eerie. It was like, oh my God, this is yeah. nocturnal. <laughs> it was so cool. Um, <clears throat> and then we also got to see, like, we went over to like the financial district of London, and we saw where the Ministry of Magic was filmed, um, like the the entrance with Mister Weasley with the phone booth, and then also where Ron peeks around the corner to look to see if anybody's coming. Which that's two different movies, so props to them for actually going back to, to the, the same, same location. Yeah, that was awesome. That was cool. But I highly recommend that tour. He was funny. He oh, and he would. Props to Meg here. He would ask us, like, trivia throughout the way, right? <laughs> and clearly, if you're on this tour, most likely, you're going to be a Potter fan, right? There were two people that someone dragged along who, like, didn't care. And our tour guide was here. Like, here, pull us up on YouTube. You need to watch this. And it was, like, Potter Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, you gotta watch this before we leave. Um, so, what was I saying? I just lost my train the of thought. trivia. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, of course, whenever they ask a question... Meg is the first one that puts her hand in the air, right? So, like, by the end, he asked, like, can anybody tell me what the four dragons were in the Triwizard Tournament? And Mm-mm. No, the last question he asked was about what does, 
what's the password to get into the Ministry of Magic? Right. But he was just like, well, it, like, it was staggering. So he'd be like, of course you would know. And then by the time we got to that one, he's like, he just, everyone just looked at Meg and just waited and for like, her to answer. Ahead, answer. <laughs> I'm like, it's magic. <laughs> he's like, done, boys, let's slow the room. <laughs> yeah, he was awesome. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, another really cool thing about this tour is when it ends, you are like a 10-minute walk to the house of Mina Lima. Mm-hmm. Also right behind the Palace Theater, which houses Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Which we would be going to later in our trip. But it was really cool to get like a glimpse before we were like getting ready for the show and like didn't want to be late. Like we just had an open night. So we um, went to Mina Lima. Mm-hmm. Which, if anybody hasn't heard us, totally just like praise these guys they are the graphic designers who did all of the potter films and are doing the fantastic beast films yes so marauders map all the weasley products time turner Turner, anything you see that is used in the films they did all the books everything yep yeah and um, we love them (laughs) so they have a shop and they opened the shop behind the theater of cursed child Kind of to be like a place that fans can go before the show to smart, yeah. And it's and, and honestly, their their store is like an exhibit in itself. Oh yeah. So they do tours of their shop, and they only do so many a day. And we happened to walk in there at the time of the start of the very last tour, so that worked out perfectly. Mm-hmm. We got to go. It's like three or four stories, and they take you up one story at a time and explain everything that's in there. They let you look at all of the paintings and drawings and prints, and then you can purchase prints at the end. Um, and we told ourselves, like when we went to probably the first Harry Potter celebration, because those prints are expensive, especially are. the ones we want that are like foil printed, like very Premium. very nice. Um, they're pretty pricey, and we we're like, all right, when we go to London, we are buying one of these nice prints. Yeah. Like, that's the deal. We didn't do it at the at Florida, so it took us a long time to pick one out. <laughs> and it was super awesome, because I don't know if this was just a special or if they always do this, but if you bought a premium print, they would ship it home for free, so we yeah. didn't have to worry about it for our entire trip, mm-hmm. which was great. Yeah. So, yeah, we purchased um, a print of Slytherin's Locket, actually. And it's like, um, it was like a concept drawing, like, from different angles of the, of Slytherin's Locket. Uh, we'll have to get another print sometime so that Katie can have one that maybe pertains to her house as well. But <laughs> We talked about it. That's what we, we did, agreed yeah. on. We thought about getting the Time Turner. We wanted to get something that was Marauders related, but they were sold out of all the ones that we liked. And then... We've thought about the Black Family Tapestry, but I think that that one was a little bit too pricey. And We thought about the Daily Profit header, too. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot of options, and they're all super cool. I mean, I want all of them. Yeah. If I'm being honest. Yeah. But yeah, we settled on Slytherin's Locket. Oh, and if we bought a print that day, you got like a free postcard pack. So yeah, that so was we got really the, cool. <laughs> we got the post part, postcard pack that has the Marauder's Map in it. Yeah. And then I also bought a poster of the alphabet that hangs in Baby Harry's room. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe for a future baby, Petrus. <laughs> so. Yep. So it was, yeah. yeah, it was We really spent cool. a lot of money and we saw a lot of really great art and it was great. And that building is, like, really, really, really old, and that's why um, Eduardo and Mirafora Mirafora picked it, because it's like, I mean, when you get up to the top floor, it's It's like you're at the borough. Yeah, I mean, it's crooked. I swear this place is held up by magic. (laughs) You're not sure how long it's going to last, but it was really neat, and, like, you could 
once they were done talking on each floor, you were allowed to take as many pictures as you wanted. You're allowed to film whatever you wanted. And like the rooms themselves are designed and like just beautiful. So go take a look, try to get a tour there. And of course, like, okay, they like to hang out there at their shop, but they of course. They come every Saturday just so that everybody knows unless they're out of town like they were when we were there. Yep. They were in Japan. Just the days we were in London. Like, when we left, they came back, so... But they are there every... I think they're still there every Saturday, and they sign stuff. Um, and they're just really neat. We've talked to them. Yeah. We've talked to them at the celebration, and they're just really down-to-earth cool. And they love talking about Potter, so... Whew! I could talk about them all day! <laughs> <laughs> it's been a half hour, and we've talked about one day. All right. No. Two days. Sort of. <laughs> so the next day was Paris. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a toss-up for a long time. We didn't know what we wanted to do. We kind of had given ourselves options between going to Disneyland Paris or going to going to Gloucester Cathedral, which is another filming location for Harry Potter. Um, but I was like, this entire trip is Harry Potter. Let's give us one Disney day. So we went to Paris, not to see the city. Nope. Not to see the Eiffel Tower. I did not lay my eyes on the Eiffel Tower that entire day. We went to Disneyland Paris, and it was worth it. It was and amazing. So cool. Yeah. So cool. We took the earliest train you could get there. God, what um, time did we leave? 5 a.m.? Yeah. And then, so we took the train, which you go through the channel. But I don't remember it because I fall asleep. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know it's what so it is. Early in the morning, you just fall asleep. There's something about a train that puts me right to sleep. Um, so we took that, and it was really smooth and easy. And then you get off, and literally the station is across the street from the entrance to Disneyland. Well, you get off, then oh, you have to buy I'm tickets sorry. to go on another train. That's right. That train takes you to the entrance to Disneyland Paris. Right. Oh, <laughs> side note, if you're going to stop at that little train station anywhere in in France, you have to pay to use the bathroom. And I knew this, but I just was hoping that we wouldn't just make sure you have some euro. Make sure you have some euro and make or make sure that you use the bathroom on the train before you get off. Right, because I we didn't I didn't know that and I had to use the bathroom and we had no euro and we had to do a conversion which cost us way too much because it's literally a fee. it cost us like 10 pounds to use the bathroom so yeah, when it should have t- it should have cost like like 50 cents yeah oh but whatever so just make sure you live and learn yep so we get to disneyland oh my god that castle is beautiful mm-hmm. um i don't want to spend a whole ton of time talking about disneyland paris because i know that you guys like harry potter more than disney <laughs> but you guys know how much we love disney it was amazing to be able to check that off the bucket list, say that we've now been to three Disney parks, we're halfway through going to all of them. It was just really cool to ride rides and have like half of them be in French, half of them be in English, and we got to ride the Ratatouille ride, which was really amazing, because uh, we're huge fans of Ratatouille, mm-hmm. and we do not have that ride over in Orlando yet, it's yep. coming, um, but I wanted to ride it like in the original place that it was built, so that was really neat. Um we got to go on Space Mountain, and they, their Space Mountain goes upside down. Mm-hmm. It was. We love comparing the parks, and like, like they all have like a pirates ride, but they're all different. Mm-hmm. So that that's my favorite part about going to different Disney parks, and like seeing all the different merch, of course. And it took me way too long to pick out a crew neck sweatshirt. 
but now it's one of my favorite things. And it's like tradition for us to eat at Earl of Sandwich whenever we go to <laughs> Disney, and they had an Earl of Sandwich at Disneyland Paris, which I know quite a few people might judge us for eating Earl of Sandwich while we're in Paris, but <laughs> it was just like, it, it was, was there, okay. It was tradition, and like, it was cool to be able to say, well, we had Earl of Sandwich now. In Orlando, Anaheim, and Paris. <laughs> and we love, um, like, one day I want to have a castle picture from each Disney park. And we always do, like, a kissing picture in front of the castle. Yeah. So now we have three. Three out and, of six. Yeah. I'm super stoked that we're halfway there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we came back really late that day. Ooh. And also it was like uh, our train was like at nine o'clock and there's an hour difference. So it was actually like 11 o'clock or something, or midnight maybe, whenever we got back. Yeah, we got back like really that. Late. We went to bed as soon as we got back. Yeah. But the next day was your birthday. Mm-hmm. So we're big zoo people, as I think we talked about in the last one, because what, what's the first thing we did in Edinburgh? <laughs> went to the zoo. <laughs> so we had planned on going to the London Zoo anyway, because that is where they filmed... The reptile house. The reptile house, where Dudley gets stuck in the pythons cage so of course we had to go see that i'm pretty sure that's the first thing we did when we got there it's like right by the entrance it's pretty yeah and so to any of our (laughs) sources who remember yeah any of our sources who remember meg's biggest fear is snakes on top of that her biggest absolute fear is the black mamba i'm gonna give a bell to the black (laughs) mamba because it's so deadly and poisonous and she just hates it and that is what lives where that python lived in the film right and i was terrified when i found that out right to the point where i almost didn't want to do it <laughs> so we walk into the reptile house we're going to be honest I'm, I'm gonna be honest i forgot that a black mambo was supposed to be in there until we were in there and you mentioned it because i was so excited right. so i kind of had forgotten but we walk in there oh excuse me and what's the sign on the on the cage say on vacation or something yeah. <laughs> and there was no animal in there. Like, it was being being renovated, so she was stoked because there was no black mamba. Yeah, I was pretty happy. But it was so They did cool. have a little sign. Yeah, and it had, yeah. it had Dan on the floor yep. as Harry, like, when he fell over and with the, the snake. And the snake talking to him. Yeah. And it said, like, you know, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone was filmed here. And I think it had a date. Um, it's, but it was really cool. It's way, like, smaller in there than I thought like it looks way bigger yeah in the film not that it's like a small building but like i don't know it was smaller in there but it was cool we both i haven't even seen these pictures we both took pictures of us like on the floor as dan as dan (laughs) (laughs) um but we walked around there funny note they have watch out for this if you go there they have little projections on the floor of like snakes well yeah turtles or something and then but there's a snake one and i didn't know that and i was coming down the steps I don't know what we looked at, maybe a crocodile or something. And there's a projection of the snake on the floor. It scared the living she daylights out of me. She literally jumped. I was shaking. It was hilarious. Like, it scared me that bad because I thought there was a snake on the loose. I laughed. Yeah, it was pretty funny. But the London Zoo was great. Oh, I it was really, awesome. I mean, I love, I just, I love going to zoos. So mm-hmm. it was really cool. We went to the reptile house. They had um, gorillas. They had penguins. penguins. We saw the penguin show there, and they yeah. made a dad and a little kid dress up as penguins. It, it was, was hilarious. They had the painted dogs. Oh, those were really cool. Yeah, we watched. Those I'd for never a while. seen those before. Mm-hmm. That was really neat. Oh, um, and all the owls. Yeah, they had a lot of owls towards the cool. end where we exited. 
Yeah, it was really neat. It was a nice, like, relaxing start to the day because it wasn't busy there. Mm-mm. Just walked around. Oh, was it the cool lion exhibit? Is that what was really cool there? I don't know. They did have a cool lion exhibit because you, it was like, it was like you were walking through this. Yeah. Um, I don't know, like an outpost almost or yeah. something. It was cool. Yeah, that was neat. So we took our time there. Yeah. No rush or anything. It was probably like we were there till lunchtime and we went mm-hmm. when they opened. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we went, we decided we wanted to do some shopping. So we went to Oxford Street because, of course, what's there? The Harry Potter Primark store on Tottenham Court Road. Mm-hmm. Which we had been like, that's the Primark that we wanted to drop some pounds. So, yeah. <laughs> Uh, we went there, and Meg treated me to a little shopping spree for my birthday. Yeah. So we just, like, not that we went, like, hog wild or anything, but they we went in there and just got They didn't have a lot stuff. of the things that I knew in my mind that I wanted. They were out of a lot of stuff, which was sad, because there was, like, some home decor stuff that I had had my eyes on, um, but it wasn't there, so... But that's that where was we probably got, for the better, though. Yeah. Because <laughs> we still spent a lot of money. Honestly. that's where, We didn't even look at any other part of Primark because we knew that we were going to spend a lot of money I at the Harry Potter part. I didn't look at the Disney stuff there because I knew. So that's where we got our matching Christmas pajamas. Yeah. Where, like, one is Harry, Ron one is Harry. Ron. Um, I got really cool, like, lots of cool shirts and, like, I socks. I got night, and, like, nightgowns mm-hmm. and, yeah, socks. I got some purses. I got, like, a chocolate frog purse mm-hmm. and... A little um, HP case purse, like his trunk. Mm-hmm. Just really neat stuff. And like, oh my god, I got god, a Slytherin scarf that I love. Oh, like the blanket scarf. Right? Yeah, They've, yeah. It's and they have like a ton of like cute baby stuff. And we did buy some baby clothes. Maybe no shame. Maybe no shame at all. And I think I said this in the last one or in some time that we were talking about this. But if you go to Primark and there's something that you think you love. And you're like, oh, well, we'll be back here tomorrow. I'll get it then. No. Buy it. Get it then. Because there was some stuff there that I was like, oh, I'll wait. Because we knew we were going to come back here at least one more time to maybe do like a one more. Like maybe over the course of two days, you're like, no, I really wanted that shirt. We should go back and get it. And a lot of stuff was just gone. It was mm-hmm. two days gone. Yeah. And nothing had been restocked. No. Nope. It was just gone. Yep. I did get Alana. A little Gryffindor Quidditch sweater. Oh, it's so cute. It looks, it's so legit. Like, it's like a knit sweater. Yeah. So that was, that was very nice. Thank you, Meg, for letting me go crazy in there. Yeah. And then after that. Happy birthday, Katie. Thank you. After that, we went and got, did we get dinner? Yes. Yeah. We went and got. mm -hmm. Our roommate texted us and said, hey. I want to PayPal you guys some money for birthday dinner for Katie. Find a nice place, and I'll pay for it. And then he said, and enough for her to pick out whatever she wants at the Cursed Child Child. gift shop. Because Cursed Child Part 1 was that night. Mm -hmm. So we went to, it was like a little Italian place. Yeah, which I know is kind of random, but like the cool thing about London is they are, like London is filled with just so many different types of cuisine. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously there's pubs. But there's Italian, there's Mexican, there's Indian, there's... I mean, like, anything you can think of that you might want, there's a place there. We were going to eat at this one place that we were excited about, and we sat down, and then they were like, oh, we don't start serving food till, like... Till six, six. and Cursed Child was at seven, so... It was just too close, so... We went to this other place, but it was really good, like... 
There wasn't a ton of people in there. Um, the pizza was, I got pizza, of course. She got pizza and I got pasta. It was yummy and the people were nice and we had, had some good wine. wine. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then after that, we walked down to Cursed Child. We wanted it was to get literally there. down the street, which was nice. Mm-hmm. We wanted to get there a little bit early because we knew that there was merch and we didn't know how long it was going to take to like find our seats because obviously it's sold out. There's going to be we a lot of like, people there. Up in the balcony. <laughs> oh, I didn't. It was fine. Guys, we got the cheap tickets, and it was amazing. They were 20 pounds for each of us per part, so 40 pounds total. So don't feel like if you get the quote-unquote cheap tickets that it's going to be a bad experience, because it was perfectly fine and amazing. So we walked in, and we probably spent too much money on merch, but actually, the merch is not a lot. The merch there is not that expensive. It's not at all. I don't know if it's expensive to some other people, but like I guess comparing it to like universal merch... It was cheap. Yeah. Like, a t-shirt being only 20 pounds, to me, like, a shirt, I don't know, maybe I was just swayed from the pound to dollar conversion, but even then, like, normally shirts at Universal are, like, $35, so I felt like I was still at least saving, like, 5 to $10 on stuff. All the little things, too, like, the patches and the keychains and that kind of stuff. Five pounds, five pounds, five pounds, and I was like, yes, 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 yes. (laughs) I mean, those easily would have been, like, 15 bucks. I got, like, the house patches, we got the house pins, we got, what else did we get? I think that's it. A program. Magnet. Magnets, yeah. We went a little crazy, but it was my birthday, so. I already know what I'm buying when we go see it in New York. What? The Voldemort Day sweatshirt. (laughs) (laughs) I want it, (laughs) because the last thing I need is more crewnecks, but oh well. Right. Um, So, yeah, we go, and the the theater is gorgeous. Oh my god, it was beautiful. So pretty. It had Harry Potter wallpaper. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we traveled up, 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 up to our seats, which was cool because you just they keep... had little binoculars that you could use. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just like put in a pound, a pound, and you got to use these binoculars. Um, but yeah, Cursed Child, me and Meg were both not that we didn't like it, but we were. Both I had more never on the fence. hated it. Yeah, I had never hated Cursed Child. I didn't love it, right? But I didn't hate it, and I wasn't one of the people that was ever like, "This isn't canon," like this is ridiculous. I, I was never like that, but I also was never like, "Yes, I'm. This is everything," <laughs> you know, right? But seeing it, oh, it will change your mind. Let me tell you, I think it will. I mean, I can't wait for Sarah and Tiffany to see it, and we're definitely going to do a Cursed Child breakdown episode once all four of us have seen it. Yeah. We'll probably record it while we're in New York, but oh my gosh, it was good. The best thing is reading a screenplay, you don't get, at least I don't, because I don't have practice reading a screenplay. Maybe if that's what you do, you would know it better, but like, I had read, for example, Scorpius's character all wrong, Yeah, seeing him live and like portraying who he was i was like oh this makes a lot more sense harry i thought he was a complete jerk not saying that he wasn't and that what he did was correct however it makes more sense you you feel it it. yeah you feel what's going on instead of just reading it so it was way different i loved it Mm -hmm. i can't wait to see it again yeah i agree it's hard to read um a screenplay because uh you just don't... It's like reading a text. Kind <laughs> of. It kind of is there's like no reading emotion. a text message. There's no... Yeah, there's no real, like, emotion that you can get because 
you are reading it completely from the outside. You're not in a character's head like you are in a novel. Right. So, like, in Harry Potter, we're in Harry's head. So we're we're reading his thoughts, we're reading his emotions, we're reading his feelings, and we're reading the text. Whereas when you're reading a screenplay, you are just reading words. And, like, maybe a couple things that say, oh, this is the start of the scene, this is where they're at. But other than that, like, there's not really a lot... It's 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 difficult. It's different. It's very different seeing it though. Yeah. And I highly recommend everybody to give it a chance and go see it if you can. Definitely. Is that the night afterwards that we went to go get that other pizza? No. That was the next night. Yeah. I love this, pizza. After this, uh after Chris Child Part One, we got Shake Shack, which is right across the street. <laughs> <laughs> oh Shake Shack. But it was so good. It was. Shake Shack is delish. And then we went all the way back to our hotel, and we knew that we had another... Oh, so the next day, we had something that was... We wanted to go to Pooh Country. Mm -hmm. Again, we love Disney. We love Winnie the Pooh. You can go to the actual 100 Acre Wood, like where it was inspired. I had had changed our mind even from that, saying we were going to go to Oxford. Oh, right. So that was the original plan. Then we were like, no... We're really into Potter, obviously, but, like, we're really, like, feeling the Potter on this trip. Let's go to Oxford, which is, like, the hospital wing. And what else? Some of the hallways. Library. Yeah. Um, so... And it's just Oxford. Like, that's cool. We're like, let's do that. And then we're like, oh, timing, like, that's going to cut it close, too. Like, and then we realized that we didn't do, like, Buckingham Palace and, yeah. like, other normal London things. So we're like, all right, like... What are we going to do? So we decided to go touristy London again for a day. Mm-hmm. Um, so we started our day going to Leiden Hall Market, which if you it's don't another know. another filming location. Mm-hmm, that is like the first Leaky Cauldron. Like That's where the Leaky Cauldron is. That's in London. That's in London. Where like Hagrid takes Harry down the street and Harry's like, can you find all this in London? He's like, if you know where to go. And then they mm-hmm. go in that black door. That black door. It's actually it's an up. Huh? The blue door. It's blue. In the movie? I'm pretty sure it's blue. I thought it was black. It was blue in real life, for sure. Blue in real life. I think maybe it's the... I think maybe it was filters or something that made it maybe. look darker. I don't know. But, but it's actually an optometry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a glasses store. Yeah. So... But there's a little coffee shop right outside, so we got some coffee and then just sat there. Like and I'm flat white. And we stared at this door. We drank coffee and <laughs> stared at the leaky cauldron. It was cool. We got to take a picture in front of it. It wasn't crazy busy down there. It was just cool to like be in Leiden Hall Market as well. It's really neat. Mm-hmm. Um, there were other Potter fans there, too, taking pictures oh yeah. of the door. Like, oh yeah. It was cool. I recommend. And then after that was going to be our true rest of London tourist thing. So we wanted to originally do the London Eye, which is the giant Ferris wheel. But we got there, and that's something that we didn't pre-buy tickets for. And the line was very long. So we decided to do... The line to get on it was long, and the line to buy tickets was long. There was two separate lines. Yeah. So we decided to do the Tim's River Cruise instead. So that's like, you pick it up pretty much right under the eye. It's through the company that does the London Eye. Like, you buy the tickets... In the same spot, but you pick a time and then you just show up and you get on the boat. So we just stood in line and then whatever the next available time was, it was maybe like a half hour later. Mm -hmm. We just took that one and we like waited in this little area where there's like snacks you can get and then you just get on the boat and we got 
front row. Yeah. Um, the our tour guide on that was awesome. He sounded, he sounded like Bert from Mary Poppins. Like exactly like the thick Cockney accent. Like, he even said that. Yeah. <laughs> And he was doing, like, all these amazing dad jokes, which, like, right up my alley. Yeah, he was funny. He was pointing out all the cool architecture in London, and he showed us, like, the best view um, of St. Paul's Cathedral. We got to go underneath the Tower Bridge. It was really neat. It was really cool. We've done a river cruise in Chicago. And it was only, like, 15 pounds per person. So, like, highly recommend this. Like, it sounds weird, right? Like, oh, I went on an architecture cruise. No, both of them I've ever been on are so cool. You get so many fun facts yeah. and historical facts. And if you have a good guide, it makes it super fun. Like, my favorite dad joke. What was that building the called? The Shard. So it like looks like a piece of glass sticking out of the ground. Giant building. And he's like, that thing is 72 stories high. It was going to be 73, but that's another story. <laughs> and I lost it. <laughs> she did. She really laughed. It was so funny. But yeah, I recommend that. It was great. It was, like, well worth your time. It wasn't too long. It wasn't too short. Yeah, it was good. And then um, you get off exactly where you got on. So then we hopped onto the underground and went over to Buckingham Palace, which is, it's really beautiful to get there because the underground stop leaves you off, like, in the park right next to it. So Mm -hmm. you have to walk through the park to get to Buckingham Palace. And that was really pretty. It was really nice that day. Yeah. Um... So then we got to take some pictures outside Buckingham Palace, and we didn't get to see the Queen, unfortunately. That was sad. Nope. I also didn't get to see Will or Kate or Harry or <laughs> Meghan. But, you know, it's okay. Um, but that, I mean, like, literally, we just went over there to take pictures. But it's just, like, something I felt like we had to do. So, so stood cool. out there for a little bit, watched the guards, watched people take pictures, took our own pictures. It was just really fun. So cool, too, because we had just recently started watching The Crown. Yeah. So, like, I started learning all these things about the <laughs> Queen and, like, all these London things. And, like, here I am! All this stuff is right in front of me. Yeah. It was perfect. Um, so then after that, we had another tea experience. Mm-hmm. So, shout out to Shona, our listener Shona. She has a blog, and she had talked... It's called What Shona Says... Um, and she had talked about Fortnum and Mason tea in London, and I was like, you know, it would be cool. We'll do a tea experience in Scotland, and we'll do a tea experience in England. So I had booked us a time to have tea at Fortnum and Mason, and, um... This place. This place is beautiful. It's huge. Super fancy. It was pretty expensive, but I think that you should do a tea experience like this. Um, so you get to pick your tea. You can have as many... Many cups of tea as you want. I will say, they didn't put my napkin in my lap. Like uh, <laughs> like the Balmoral did. Like the Balmoral, yeah. Um, Awkward. <laughs> but our, our waiter was really nice, um, and they, like, they just treat you really well. They pour your tea for you. Like, they get you anything that you want. It was, they had a lot of snack, like, a lot of different, they had a lot of different pastry packages you could choose from, which I thought was cool, because it wasn't just, like, one standard one, and you have to deal with what you get. You could, like, much more customize it. Yes. Which, for me, who has some mild food allergies, and Meg, who is is, is pickier about the food, like, especially, like, I'll say fancy food, you know what I mean? I don't eat fish, and, like, a lot of those sandwiches come with, like, the smoked salmon and that kind of stuff, which I'm not going to eat, and I don't want to waste it. Right. So So it was cool that you could, like, customize what you wanted. We got, like, one of the vegetarian ones, Mm -hmm. and then one that had, um, 
one that came with like ham sandwiches and then we swapped out the ham we swapped out the salmon for more ham sandwiches which was nice that was, they let us do that yeah it was really cool and they had but the tea was delicious right and they had a different selection of teas than they did over in scotland so it was really cool to get both experiences. and guys clotted cream is life <laughs> and i wish that we could find or i could make clotted cream here but like we it's did. really hard to find the cream that you need for it because all of our stuff is ultra pasteurized mm-hmm. and you can't use ultra pasteurized cream to make clotted cream. And I'm sad about it because that stuff is the bomb. We did find a place that's like an export store. Is that the right word? Yeah, but it just didn't taste it the did same. It did not taste the same. Like it has to be fresh or like forget it. So we're sad and it was we like need to go back jar. like now. Yeah. It just wasn't as good. But clotted cream is literally probably one of the it most melts delicious in things. in your mouth. Mm-hmm. And it's so good on their scones. And scones here are different. Like, yes. scones over in the UK are so much better. <laughs> if Cool Whip was butter, that would be clotted yeah, cream. Yeah, that's a good description. Oh. It's like heavier, thicker Cool Whip. <laughs> Take me back. <laughs> Take me back. Much better than Cool Whip. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Obviously. It's just yeah. trying to compare. <laughs> yeah. That's like how it feels yeah. in your mouth. That's sort weird. Of. But it's like it melts. Yeah. Um, but I want some. I want some now. Can somebody make me some and send it to us? Right now. 1675 East Main Street, (laughs) box 177. We'll be waiting for the owl. (laughs) Kent, Ohio, 44240. (laughs) Make me clotted cream, please. Um, so after that... We were cutting it close. We were. We were cutting it really close. We booked it over to the area where the play is for part two. However, there was a bar that I wanted to go to that I had found on Facebook years ago. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I mean, it's called Blind Pig. It's literally like a speakeasy thing where you have to go up to the door. There's no sign. It says that it's a, a glasses, which is kind of funny because mm-hmm. it's like the leaky cauldron. An optometrist. Yeah. So, uh, but of course, they were booked because I didn't think about that. And we had to wait about a half an hour we just kept looking at our watches like oh god we're gonna be late <laughs> oh god i know oh god <laughs> but finally they're like okay it's your turn so we go up there katie has to use the bathroom so she goes and runs to the bathroom i order us two drinks they give them to us so the cool thing about the blind pig is that all of their um all of their drinks are made to represent like literature so they have a Winnie the Pooh drink, they have a Paddington drink, they had a Harry Potter drink, they had an Alice in Wonderland drink, like all British literature, pretty much. Um, so we had, I had originally ordered the Winnie the Pooh one and the Harry Potter one, but the guy at the bar said, you have to like beer to like the Harry Potter drink. Are you going to like it? And I appreciated that he said that because I don't like beer. So I swapped it for the Paddington drink, which was delicious. Oh, and the Pooh Bear one came with, like, these little crunchy honey things on top. Yeah. And that was probably my favorite thing ever. And also those little, like, pig. Um, it came with, like, a little pig gummy, which are super oh, popular yeah. over there. And I'm really sorry, guys, that I don't remember the name of the pig, but it's really popular. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't remember either. Um, but it was delicious. Also, the bathroom was cool because it was, like, an old toilet that you had to, like, pull a long string. Like, they'd get into, like, <laughs> like they used the Ministry get, of yeah, Magic. yeah. So we drank those down and then literally ran to the theater. And I mean, made we it. were there for like five minutes, and then I think the guy was like shocked because we're like, "Okay, give me the check. Okay, bye." <laughs> <laughs> like I just wanted the experience. I just right. wanted to get a drink here. So we ran over to the theater. We had time. We were and fine. guys, the merch changes for night two, so just be warned. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, though, because we're not but we bought anything. more. 
Be- oh, they're so smart. You walk in there and the whole place is different and you're like, ah, what do I do? I know. <laughs> but whatever, you know. Oh, we also, what I got with my birthday money from uh, our friend Chris, I got I got Albus's wand. Albus and Severus. I got Scorpius. I mean, Scorpius. We got their wands, which I hadn't planned on doing, but they they are gorgeous. And you can only get them there. And they Scorpius's come in like this. Cool. Yeah. They come in this super like velvety packaged box and they're really nice so i'm gl- uh, that's probably one of my favorite things we bought over there yeah. just because it's like very special to the place yeah agreed yeah um so yeah part two um all i'm gonna say and i'm almost tearing up right now all i'm gonna say is caught by surprise was like almost sobbing because i like felt the emotion so much at this one part in there it did not expect to cry but like literal tears down my face um it like, she was like, are you crying? I'm like, kind of. I was <laughs> I was crying pretty bad. Um, I don't know. It like literally was like every, that feeling you get with Potter, all you switchers are going to know what I'm talking about. That feeling like where it just like swells up in you and like you can't, you literally can't handle it. Um, those are the feels I got from Cursed Child. It's possible. I'm telling you, it's good. Yeah. I think part two might be my favorite. Part two is definitely cool. Yeah. But yeah, so that was, oh no, that was not the end of our night. So we were planning on just like going back to the hotel, right? It's late. So we're walking to, what were we going to, to the underground? No, we had saw this place whenever we were walking to To the play and we were like, we are getting this. And it was like legit Italian pizza. Oh my God. Like, well, the whole the I've whole place. been to Italy. It tasted like the pizza in Italy. Like, it was so good. And I cannot remember the name of it for the life of me right now. But it's right by Cursed Child. Yeah, I can't remember it either. We have video of it, though, so we can look <sighs> Yeah. Up. But it was like the whole front was just like straight up glass. So you could see all the way in there. And it just was like. It's like fire grilled pizzas. Rustic and really cool. And it was no regrets. No it was so good. Late yeah. night slice of pizza. And then, did we get a pastry for the next day? Yeah, for yeah. breakfast, yeah. because it was an early start to the day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, next day. Sadly... I hope you guys aren't tired of us talking, because this is about to be, like, another hour long. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, we were so excited and yet so sad, because this was... We were pretty much done with London, because this was going to be an all-day thing. Um, and then, after that, the next day, we were going home. So it was very bittersweet, but this is, like, what we were so excited for. So the next day, we got up early to grab a bus that we booked to go to the Warner Brothers studio tour. London. London. Leavesden Studios. Mm -hmm. Home of Harry Potter for a decade while filming. Literally amazing. Literally, like, where it all was. Like, that right there. So we booked a bus through Golden Tours. Um... And it's really neat. It's like a double-decker bus that is branded for the studio tour, and they play one of the Harry Potter films on your ride to and from. They did Chamber, which we we were like, we want to watch yours. I, was like, <laughs> I really wanted to watch Philosopher's Stone. Oh, yeah, because excuse me. it's, like, different. I, I mean, not, but, like, I wanted to hear them say Philosopher's Stone, because they say Sorcerer's Stone in our versions, and I wanted, I wanted to hear it. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. They played Chamber, so it was... Amazing. It was, yeah, so it was like, what, an hour and a half? About it was an, an hour. An hour and a half drive there. Which which it was really early, so I think I slept a lot again, because it was, I don't know how it was cozy on that bus, but it was. 
And then we get there, and, like, we're already geeking out. Like, it's just the building. And, like, out in the front, they had they a couple a chest of chess pieces. pieces from Sorcerer's slash Philosopher's Stone. Mm-hmm. So we were, like, already freaking out and, like, ran over there to take pictures of, in front of it, even though it was, like, cold that day. Um, and then we finally get inside. And, of course, as we have seen from many Swishers who had gone there, we immediately took a picture in front of the big quote that said, Swish and flick. Swish and flick. Before we did that, though, they had some oh yeah, uh, Fantastic Beasts stuff out in the front part before you're even, like, in the studio tour. So mm-hmm. that was really cool because they had Tina, Queenie, Jacob, Newt, all of their outfits. And then they also had some... Um, they had the um, exposure threat thing from Makuza. Yeah. Like, where it says, like, magical exposure threat. Mm-hmm. I can't think of the actual word. Yeah, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Which was like it was like a mini model of it. It was so yeah, cute. Yeah, it was really neat. And then they had a massive poster for Crimes of Grindelwald. Mm-hmm. So then, yeah, then after that, you go through like the longest hallway ever, but like, you don't care because it's just plastered. First of all, it's all Marauders Map theme, mm-hmm. so I'm geeking out. It's plastered with quotes, quotes like, and not just like. Not just, like, the famous quotes, but, like, other, like, silly ones that were... I didn't super expect to be on the wall, but, like, I loved. Some Fred and George quotes. Yeah. And, yeah, it was neat. It was really cool. Of course, Swish and Flick was the coolest. Of course. So you walk all the way through, and then I was almost mad that we had gotten pastries. Because they had breakfast, but I got stuff anyway. Yeah, I got scones not. with clouded cream, because they had clouded cream. They Literally, had a- clouded cream is life. Have I said that? <laughs> Clotted cream is life. They had a really neat little cafe, and I think we were there a little too early for our time, weren't we? So we had like an hour. We had some time. So we sat down, we got some breakfast. They also have a Starbucks in there, and we're basic, so, you know. Also, the scones were like warm mm-hmm. when they were served. Mm-hmm. So the clotted cream and the butter just like melted on the or clotted cream and jam just like melted onto them. Yeah. Can you tell we like clotted cream? I literally just want to eat scones every day for the rest of my life with we, clotted cream and jam. Black ate, currant jam. We <laughs> ate uh, scones every day we were there we pretty did. much. It's so good. Um, so then once it was our time, we lined up. We got our audio guides. Got our audio guides. And then, because um, those were like included with the ticket. And then we got in line and they, because it was the dark arts feature, because we were there in October, there was a, a really neat looking oh, yeah. Death Eater like costume on display where you wait in line so that was neat and then the very first thing you see in line before you're even inside is harry's cupboard it actually made me really sad yeah because it's tiny i know tiny and you're like oh my god and they had some um pictures that were hanging up in the dursley's home like there for you to see too like family pictures and that you might not have caught while you were watching the film, you right. know, because a lot of that is behind the scenes and you just don't get to see it, which is one of the great things about this because you literally get to stand there and stare at whatever you want for as long as you want. Yep. Um, so then after that, um, you go into a theater, into a theater. Oh God, I'm like going to get chills. I didn't know this happened and I don't know if I want to say it because I don't want to ruin it for anybody. I don't know how to phrase this. It's very cool. How you begin the tour. Yes. Because you watch a movie and then somehow, There's some magic. way, magic happens and the great hall doors appear. Mm-hmm. And if you have a birthday, which I had just celebrated my birthday, they ask if anyone has a birthday. So I raised my hand along with like maybe three or four other people. 
you get to open up the doors for everybody. So I got to open up the Great Hall doors. She touched the Great Hall doors. <laughs> mm-hmm, which was really neat, really cool. Um, I How uh, easy was it to open them? Did they swing right open? They actually did. It was a lot easier than I thought. Um, but like, I wonder I if got, it's like automatic. Like I wonder. No, we had to push. You did. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but I was like kind of like shaky, excited, like a little bit of tears in my eyes, and you push it open, and we got to see it during Halloween. Yeah. So there was like the pumpkins and the Halloween feast, um, and we noticed a lot of things in the Great Hall that I had never noticed before. Yeah. Like there are giant like the lights, like the sconces that like come over are like the house yes. creatures. I had no idea. Like a badger, a raven, yeah. a snake, a lion. An eagle. I'm sorry. Oh my God. I totally in my head, I was like, you better say it right. Sorry. But I'm I think eagle. it looks like a raven though. <sighs> Blame the movies. But yeah, I mean, it was so cool. You, That's the room that you don't have unlimited time in because obviously they need to do the grand reveal for the next group that comes in. Yeah. But they, you're not like, okay, get out. It's about 15 minutes. They give you yeah. about 15 minutes to be able to walk around and take as many pictures as you want. And then they make you get out, but they will allow you to come back in once the reveal happens again mm-hmm. so that you can see stuff that, you know, you felt rushed about seeing. But they have some outfits in there and... Um, they had myrtles. No. They had the uh, they had some ghost outfits. They had the Ravenclaw goat. They had the gray lady's outfit from Philosopher's Stone, like the first one, because it's different in the later film. In Sorcerer's Stone, it's like a little bit grander, mm-hmm. like bigger. Um, so that was in there. I think Myrtle's outfit was in there, and then they repped all the houses too. Like they had different characters. Mm-hmm. One of Draco's on. like Slytherin outfits is there. Yeah, Cedric. Cho. And then they had, like, the head table. Yeah. Like, Dumbledore. And and they had his, like, owl podium mm-hmm. with the candles. Yeah, so then you are you go to the next room, which is called... It's called the big room. And it is the big room. It literally is the big room. <laughs> and there's no time limit there. After that, you, you do you. Take as much time as you want. So there's, like, God... I mean, we use the audio guides on top... Of, the audio guides pretty much tell you everything that's written in front of... The mm-hmm. um, displays, yeah, but I or mean, the like videos that play if you like stand yeah. and watch the videos, which you could anyway. I mean, it was we learned new things just standing there. There's wigs and outfits and makeup and like Bellatrix's teeth, yeah. <laughs> and then like you look up and there's the only model that was ever made of the Great Hall ceiling. Like yep. that's what they used, and it's small. Yeah. <laughs> And then there's like the grand staircase, and that's like the they, only like, actual made staircase. One piece of staircase. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's like just videos going on of all the directors, and then there's the Yule Ball display with like the punch table. Mm-hmm. And then there's the Gryffindor common room, the taps from the prefect bathroom. Mm-hmm. That was cool to see. All of the portraits. Not all of them, but a big handful of them. And a lot of the portraits are actually based off of people who oh, yeah. worked behind the scenes. So there's like a portrait for Chris Columbus. There's a portrait for David Heyman, um, David Barron, a lot of like the behind the scenes guys who you wouldn't necessarily recognize unless you were super nerds like us. So they that have was cool. The potions room, they have Dumbledore's office, um, Malfoy Manor, Malfoy Manor, the the tombstone, Tom Riddle's tombstone. Part of the Ministry of Magic. Mm-hmm. Like, this room is 
so enormous and like you just want to stare at every single bit it's it's hard to like everywhere you turn there's like a small prop or a giant something there's something you want to look at oh and the quidditch part was in there too yeah where you can record yourself flying on a broom mm-hmm. which was actually a lot of fun yeah and we bought it no shame oh and the wanted poster yeah they put you you get to sit on i'm pretty sure it's a firebolt i think it's a firebolt you sit on a firebolt and like they blow wind in your face and you're like in literally like a green screen cubicle and they like you can see yourself on a screen so you can see that like you're flying through london or whatever and they like give you hints like okay we'll lean forward and this time like wave and meg was super stubborn and being like a total slytherin that day and she's like i'm not listening to what they say i'm doing what i want well like it's <laughs> dumb when they tell you to wave like i'm not gonna wave while i'm flying over the thames river i waved whatever just saying i literally can't put into words the magic that's in here for this room took us most of the day six hours to get through yeah because oh it's also the forbidden forest which is their newest edition mm-hmm. which was terrifying because well, the forbidden in there. forest is kind of a walkway to the next room so like i'd kind of call it its own thing yeah yeah but you see buckbeak you get about a buckbeak yeah there's a thust or there's a centaur mm-hmm. and then they also show you for um in Deathly Hollows, the part where they had the Patronus walking through the woods to like show Harry where the sort of Gryffindor is, they actually used an Irish wolfhound in this massive LED vest. And they have they have like a a figure of the Irish wolfhound with the LED vest on it so that you can see how it works and like a little button so that you can turn the lights on and off on it. It's mm-hmm. really cool. It's scary. And then they have though. a little video of like what it looked like. Also, like, the cool thing, they have, like, this VIP tour that you can buy. We didn't do that. But we happened to, like, sort of stumble upon them as they were talking about it. In the Gryffindor common room. Mm -hmm. So, like, they even, this guy is, like, talking about the common room and, like, how there's a portrait of Minerva McGonagall over the fireplace. And then, like, the tapestry around the wall is actually, like, a famous painting. Mm -hmm. It's actually, like, a famous thing. And then he's like, oh, and, like... um, So, like... They actually used quite a few of those tapestries for the films. They're called, like, the unicorn tapestries. This one is unicorn and the divine or something like that. And then there's also, like, unicorn. One of the unicorn ones is, like, the room of requirement tapestry. Yeah. Which Matt got me for Christmas. It's really cool. It is cool. Um, But then they even were like, oh, check out this prop that's in the background that, like, nobody ever sees, but you're going to see it. And it was Ron's comic. What's his name? Something the Muggle. Marvin? Marvin the Marvin Muggle. Marvin the Muggle. And, like, Mina Lima designed this entire series of comic books called Marvin the Muggle. And, I mean, you and open nobody it. has, like, ever seen them. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, like, it's fully finished from start to finish. Yeah, like, it's got all the pages in it. It's not just, like, blank pages. It's got the whole story. And it's just, like, sitting on a table in the background so, yeah. by the fireplace. And he went and he brought it over so and he, like, flipped through the pages so that you could look at it. Yeah, it was really neat. Like, just those things. The things that you... They're there, but you don't get to see them unless you're here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really cool to just like be up in front of all these small props. Like all the, they had a whole display of like the Horcruxes. Yeah, um, getting to be like the up wands. close. That was cool. They had like this whole display of the wands, and they like created a circle. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
And it was just like a ton of wands. Mm -hmm. It was like the new logo, but more. They also had like this thing in the middle of the room that kind of looked like the room of requirement, like a big storage unit, basically. Oh, yeah. But they just had like all of this random stuff like piled in there. And it was cool that you could pick apart like what it was. Like they had some of the sleeping bags that they used in Prisoner of Azkaban whenever all the students were in the Great Hall. And then they had... Didn't they have, like roast turkeys in there from like yeah. the, great, the Great Hall? And- yeah. yeah. It was really neat. Yeah. Um, I mean, before- everywhere you look. Before we moved into the next room, we did a really cool behind-the-scenes tour. Behind the seams. It's called Behind the Seams. They are still currently booking it, so I wonder if this is going to become more of, like, a permanent thing that you can book, which I would highly recommend. Um, So around, like, you get a time, and ours was, like, I think noon. Yeah. Or 11, and you just meet over by Malfoy Manor, and then they take you through to this extra back building that they built for this and they show you costumes that they they don't have on display and have never been on display. So, like, we got to see up close. They'll bring it right up to your face if you want. Yeah. You can't touch it. But um, they had, like, Professor Sprout's outfit. Mm-hmm. And I had never noticed that, like, she literally has, like, snails on her. And there's, yeah. like, slime trails yeah. around, like, her collar. Just cool things like that. We got to see Voldemort's... Battle-worn outfit. Mm-hmm. And they did have a separate piece of fabric that you got to touch of it's his. It's, like, brushed silk. It feels how I imagined maybe the invisibility cloak would feel. Yeah, and like it would water be, woven into fabric. Yeah, and it, it like it flows like how you would imagine you would look walking through water almost. Yeah, it's just kind of like billowing. The lady, I think that's the lady's favorite because she's like, "This is just beautiful," and she's kept yeah. talking about it. You got to see Dan's very first Quidditch sweater. It was teensy. Yeah, and then. Uh, Cedric's battle-worn Triwizard outfit. That was cool. The outfit he dies in. Yeah, that part wasn't cool, but it was cool to uh, see it. Yeah. Um, We got to see... Mad-Eye Moody's coat. Yes. That was cool. That was cool. Because they, like, distressed the leather. Mm-hmm. And they said that... She said that they made, like, ten coats or something, and all of them, down to the speck, were identical. They distressed them in the exact same way every single time, so that no matter what they would look like they were the same coat. Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. And then at the very end. Yeah. The very end. Um, well, first they would like, if you wanted to see any of the outfits up close, yeah. they would grab it for you. She like held it up and let me get so many close up videos and shots, which I can't wait to show you guys in our vlogs. They so. would even, even if you were like, can I see the tag of it? They're like, okay. Didn't care. Like, so I got to get like a really good shot of the tag that says like D Radcliffe. Yeah. On his, on his sweater. little sweater. So cute. Yeah, so at the end, you get to wear actual, like, worn robes from the films. They're from Deathly Hollows Part 2, I mm-hmm. believe. Mm-hmm. Um, students in the Great Hall wore them. So, like, and we, nobody, they're like, who's going first? And, like, nobody's anything. So we're like, all right, we'll do it. <laughs> so they, like, they asked, we had our Hufflepuff and Slytherin sweatshirts on, so they didn't really have to ask us which ones we wanted. Um, but they, they, they're very heavy and, like, nice nice quality very nice quality we got to stand there in front of like a warner brothers studio backdrop and they take your picture for you um what was the fun fact about ravenclaw the name ravenclaw spelled wrong on the on the robes and but it was like too late for them to fix it so like the students in the movie have it doesn't say ravenclaw it's like raverin raverin claw yeah something like that He's like, come look at it. He was like, so it was so cool. It was legit. Like it, <laughs> but they didn't have time to reorder them or anything, so they just used those. Right. That was epic, though. It was so cool. Um, 
Like, so, worth it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so after that, we got let back into the big room, and we finished that room up. It took us a little bit, but we finished that room up, and then we headed to the Forbidden Forest, and then the next room after that. It, actually, there's a gift shop between the Forbidden Forest and Platform 9 and 3 quarters, oh, which yeah. is the next room. Was that, that was before lunch, right? Yep. Yeah. So they have, like, the whole train, um, which... Okay. It is the actual steam engine that was used in the films, and they had um, had it transferred to Warner Brothers Studio Tour a couple years back. It's pretty new. This is like a new section of the tour. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it really like open in there. It which looks is like nice. Platform Nine and Three Quarters. It, it does. like they've recreated King's Cross Station. Yeah, and you get to walk onto the train. You can't go into the compartments, but what they did is like they modeled. They each. had, like, six different compartments. And they modeled them after, like, the first one was Sorcerer's Stone, the second one was Chamber, and, like, each one had things in it that pertained to that movie. So Sorcerer's Stone had, like, the chocolate frog boxes and, like, all the candy that they ate on the way. And Half then, Blood Prince had the had Lavender's R and L heart yeah. on the window. And uh, Prisoner had my boy's briefcase in there. It did. Mm-hmm. It was really cool also because outside the train, they had like a bunch of characters' luggage that you could see. So they had like, I think they had Fred and George. Yeah. They had Cho. They had Ginny. Wasn't Colin. I think they had Colin Creevy. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. And then another gift shop there. We didn't get anything in now, that gift shop. Now, side note, just so that you guys know, there is quite a bit of merch at the Forbidden Forest gift shop and Platform 9 and 3 quarters gift shop that you can only buy at those there. halfway points. They don't even sell it in the big shop and you can't go back once you've gone someplace. That was like so just keep that in mind. <laughs> we had spent we had decided to spend all day there. So we had to like totally strategize how we're gonna do it. Because we're like, if we leave the big room too soon, we can't go back. Yeah. You know? But they were a little bit less um I don't think that they were enforcing it very much when we were there. I'd ha- I had heard that they did they do enforce it, but like, we were able to go, because we, so they had these little passport things you can get where you can put, um, like, paper embossing on each page, like, as you go, and we had missed one of them, so mm-hmm. I sent Katie back to get it, and they didn't stop her, but... No, nobody said anything to They me. were pretty finicky with letting me go back into, um, the castle room at the very end. They wouldn't let me go back in. That, well, I had to, I had to ask very nicely. Yeah. Yeah. So. Let's just keep that in mind. Just because there's so many people that still go through there. They're trying to control the flow of traffic. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it, but... Um, so after the train, we stopped to get lunch. Mm-hmm. They and had, like, a whole little cafeteria. Again, I would make time for lunch because I thought the food was quite good. The food was good, and they had butterbeer. Mm-hmm. And then we also... burgers? Yeah. Burgers and fries? Yeah. It was good. Um, but then also, like, the outside, we sat outside because outside is like there's more stuff to see so they have like one of the fort anglias they have the hogwarts bridge they have privet drive the night bus the night bus and some and, of the chess pieces uh and the potter's house mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah we just you sat can outside. go into privet drive mm-hmm. which is cool so we literally sat outside and ate lunch next to the hogwarts bridge that's what was closest to us and then during again it was the halloween event so while we were sitting there these death eaters came out on the bridge and like all these kids got to like attack them and duel it was really cute i think that goes on like every half hour every hour it was every half hour every hour but we saw it twice yeah so we went we took our time relaxing there too oh yeah yeah we just like because 
I don't know if anybody's experienced this before, when you're like in an art museum or something, you get you fatigue. Get, you get art overload. And not th- that didn't really happen to me, but like I was just so overwhelmed yeah. because everything is I want to see absolutely every every single thing, every detail and you're just like, and "Oh I my god, I'm here." I tire myself to like become disinterested at any point. Not that I I didn't, no. but I was worried that I would get that art overload, so, like, we took time to just chill. You want to absorb everything, so, yeah. Lunchtime's a good time to just, like, relax. Sip your butterbeer. Chill out. It was nice that day, so we just it was. chilled out outside. Um, but after lunch, we went... Into Privet Drive. Into Privet Drive. And, like, the living room is modeled after Philosopher's Stone with the letters everywhere, so mm-hmm. that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was... It's just cool to, like... I mean, it's a house. Like, you walk into the house. Yeah. That was really neat. Um, so then you walk through there, and then we went and checked out the night bus a little bit, um, which is more, like, it's very similar to the one that's at Universal, mm-hmm. but it's, like, the real more one. done. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> it's the real one. Much more finished. It's an actual bus that they, like, remodeled. It's actually, like, two buses that they combined to have three levels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's cool. It's really cool. And then we went and walked by the Potter House, which is quite emotional sad you can't go inside or anything but you can see the outside um and it's sad because it's it's destroyed you know they Mm -hmm. left it just as they were supposed to leave it and then we went walked on the bridge and go on the bridge which is i think one of the things i was looking most forward to took a couple cute pictures Mm -hmm. yeah it was just like i mean you're walking on something that like these people you've watched daniel radcliffe like were on yes like these these your heroes have walked on here and here you are touching it and like being living it there you are yeah we yeah we spent a pretty good amount of time there and then we took our picture in the fort anglia mm-hmm, and we took a couple's picture in there yeah someone else's couple's picture yeah and then they took ours and then there's some chess pieces out there and then after that is more like the creature, creature. department mm-hmm. creature and magical effects which was awesome mm-hmm so, oh, oh, you walk in there, though? So we took a bathroom break there, because that's, like, right where a bathroom place There's is. only so many spaced throughout, FYI. Yeah, so make sure you go when you see one. But they had, what's her name? Bethilda. I always want to say Bertha Jorkins, and that's not it. Yeah, Bethilda. Bethilda Bagshot, like, as the snake lady. Like, mid-transformation, like, Ugh. creepy. It was so creepy. And, like, so we took turns going to the bathroom, we just had to sit there and stare at it. And it was so scary. And then on the opposite wall, they had, like, Inferi. I'm like, can we get out of this room? I don't yeah. like it. Um, so after that, like, literally, it's, like, it looks like you're in, like, a workshop. Yeah. Like, there's, like, half-done goblin heads and just, like, half-done models and um, just, like, all over. There's, like, oh, there's the dragon's head. Yep. There's a mermaid. There's a dementor, like, everywhere. It's just, like, a big workshop. Yeah, so I don't know if everybody knows this, but they had actually created a werewolf suit for somebody to wear whenever they were filming Prisoner of Azkaban. Like, but they actually it, hired, like, acrobatic people. Yeah. To, like, be on stilts and have this, like, model head on that moved. It was like an animatronic, but mm-hmm. it didn't end up working, even though they put all of this time and money into it. But they had that uh, that model there and it was like moving so you could see how it worked it was really that was cool. really neat that was really cool i took way too many pictures there they also had dead uh voldy baby <laughs> yep which uh, you could push a button. like a chicken wing <laughs> shout out to bev slash dobby shout yeah out to chris um you could push a button and like watch him move mm-hmm. um 
They, they, had, had, they had a couple monster books that mm-hmm. were animatronics. Mm-hmm. Uh, a fox, baby fox animatronic. <gasps> yeah, little baby. They had scabbers. Yeah. Um, they also had, like, this giant screen that had Warwick Davis, who plays Flitwick, because um, he like, spent a lot of time in this department, like, getting makeup and everything done for the goblin parts that he played. Right. So he's, like, on there with one of the guys that, like, did these behind-the-scenes things. And it's, like, this this looping film that goes. But it, like, interacts with the props that are around it. So, like, he made one of the props move. Yeah. It was neat. Yeah. So if you stood there long enough to watch it, you got you got a little treat. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there was the basilisk. There was buck buckbeak stuff in there, or no? I think there was... A partial buck beak. There's a lot of busts. Yeah. Like, it wasn't a whole dragon. It was, like, his head. Mm-hmm. Um, little, like, a little mini Dementor. Oh, there was Dobby. Yeah. Like, the actual, like, Dobby who was in Harry's arms. Yeah. Which was kind of sad. Dead Dobby. Dead Dobby. This was, there was just, like, not a lot of stuff to be, like, oh, it was this room or that it room. Was, it was just a lot of, like half finished stuff or like st- and it was it was really neat but it was it was just a lot of random props and creatures that mm-hmm. you see throughout the film mm-hmm. films um, what was after that after that was Stuart craig's office mm-hmm. no i lied it was diagon alley oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was diagon alley and i have to say i think i'm spoiled with universal me too because as cool as it obviously was, because you were on the diagon alley that they filmed on, it was very small because they use a lot of um, movie effects to make it look as big as it does in the film. It's not as tall as it is in the film. It's short. Like, the buildings are not finished. Um, and Universal, like, you see it finished. You so can it go was into just, stores. Yeah, you like can buy was, things. I gotta say, Universal did it good. Mm-hmm. Because, and I mean, even the actors have said that. Yeah. Because, you know... I, it, it's not finished. So you walk in there and, and it's kind of small. Like it's just, I don't want to say it's underwhelming because it's not, because it's still really cool because it's the actual Diagon Alley. But in terms of like what I've seen at Universal, it felt a little bit underwhelming because it was small. It also threw me off because it was backwards. It was. So we walked into it from the other way. Like you walk into it by where Gringotts is and walk down the street. Right. Um, but it was still really neat to see like their window displays and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And then also because it was Halloween, it was like dark in there with like all these cool colors and there were Death Eaters that came out randomly and one scared me. <laughs> and then I got to take a picture with the Death Eater where we're like pointing our wands at each other. I will say though, that's the one part I wish I hadn't seen during Halloween because it made it eerie yeah. and I wanted it to be like Diagon Alley. Yeah. I agree. We have to go back when it's not themed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although that I picture with go, you in the Death Theater was really cool. <laughs> I want to go back at Christmas time. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd to be see Hogwarts in the snow, too. We stayed on there for a little while. We took our pictures, you know. Just kind of looked at the shops. Mm-hmm. And then the next room after that was Stuart Craig's office. It was like a replica of... So, I don't know. Some people might not know who he is. Um, but Stuart Craig was the set designer. What is his actual title? Creative director? Create. No. Talk while I look. What? Uh, uh, it was cool. They had like a lot of, um, so it was like his desk and they had like a, like a model of Hogwarts. And then I, I found a little drawing propped up against the wall that was like Remus on his broom. So I was stoked about that. And they had like this loop where it was actually. Production designer. Thank you. It was Emma Watson talking, 
which was cool. And they like did a display on his desk, like a project projection display, which was neat. Um, we spent a little bit of time just like chilling in there again. We needed some time to just like sit, yeah. rest our feet. And it was cool because like, so they said that it was this was literally an exact replica down to the books that he has on his bookshelf and everything. So it was really cool because he had like binders on one shelf that said like HP1, HP2, HP3. Mm-hmm. So clearly that was like inspirational stuff from all of those films um, because he designed everything. Like he came up with how Hogwarts was going to look. He came up with how Hogsmeade was going to look and Diagon Alley and everything. They made a note that like even the color of the coffee on his desk, yes. he, he oversaw. For this room. (laughs) Everything had to be correct. (laughs) Which is perfect because this guy, he created Hogwarts. Yeah. He's the guy that made it look the way it looks and made it change per movie. He is the man who should have won an Oscar for this film. Yes. Stuart. The Academy, I hate you. We're on your side. Stuart Craig should have won an Oscar for Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. But I digress. Right next to that was a little dark arts kind of themed thing. Like a little corner. corner. I mean, it's not a lot, but I think that there was like an outfit of Bellatrix and and Lush or Narcissa. I think it was Bellatrix and Narcissa. Um, It was cool. But then they had like Bellatrix's shoes that were kind of neat to see Mm -hmm. and some wands and just some random like dark art stuff. And then after that was like this, this paper model room. Oh, first it was a lot of paintings, like inspiration paintings. Concept Um, art. Yes. And then after that was like this double row of like all these models, like, like paper. White paper models. Yeah. Like the beginning, (laughs) you know, like this is what it's going to look like, but like no color, nothing like this. So like pencil lines and like masking tape and like cool stuff on it of like everything. Like the burrow. As I was going to say, the burrow. The Durmstrang ship. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Shell Cottage, I Hogwarts. think. Hogwarts. Big one of Hogwarts. Hogsmeade. Diagon Alley. Wasn't Gringotts one of them? The Leaky yeah, yeah, Cauldron. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, God, you could stare at these for hours. They were beautiful. They're so intricate for just being white paper. Yeah. <laughs> and then, was after that the last room? It leads you to the grand finale. Oh my God, guys. How long? We Hogwarts were in here for like... Model. We, we were in like this two- room for like two hours. So this Which is, seems ridiculous, I know, for some people, but we took our time walking around every angle of it, getting pictures of it. I mean, this is Hogwarts. This is what they used. The music. <sighs> oh my god, I cried. Yep. This is what they used for, like, all those shots where, like, you're zooming around Hogwarts and, like, the seasons change. And like Hedwig is flying right. through. That This is what they used. Yeah. Um, it was originally in a room... It was just a green screen filled room so that they could film it at any angle and be able to put any backdrop in that they wanted. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Gorgeous. I mean, and it obviously evolved as the films evolved. So we are seeing it in its final state at this point. But back in the day when they were actually filming it, like it would have looked different from the first film to the second film to the third film to the fourth film, so on and so forth. And fun fact, they moved this because the. The studio tour you're walking through was Is built. on Leavesden. Right. But it's... It was built specifically to do this. Yeah. So all the stages were moved. Everything was moved over here. So they had to rebuild this castle. And they, they had like a looping film where you could watch it. It took 40 days. It's awesome. <laughs> to recreate it. Um, but yeah, we literally probably walked around it a million times. And then we eventually just like sat on a bench and just stared at it. Because the detail in this, I can't explain to you. Yeah. I can't. 
It's magical. There's something about it that just like down calls to, to your soul. <laughs> down to like the um oh gosh, what is it called? The little like the boathouse thing. Oh yeah, yeah. The wind wind vane. Wind vane. Weather vane. Weather vane. Yeah, <laughs> we can speak um, words. But it has like a witch on a broom with like the north, south, east, and west. Like a little cat. Oh my god. Yeah. Like everything. It was just so, yeah, the boathouse was there where R.I.P. Snape, where he mm-hmm. died. Pour one out. Yeah, it was just amazing. Just crazy. Crazy. And it's like, it's obviously smaller than Hogwarts actually is, but it's so grand. Yeah. Like they're like, oh, it's a model of Hogwarts. Like who would think that it's as big as it is, but it takes up a m- huge room mm-hmm. and they have ramps for you to walk around it to be able to see all the angles like it's just awesome and it was really cool because you could see you could like pick apart pieces that you recognized from the films so like there was one part where it's just like a wall and I was like that really looks like Anik Castle and it looks like where they did the flying lessons like you can almost pick out pieces as to like where they were mm-hmm. the courtyard in Prisoner of Azkaban the Great Hall yeah it's just it's Oh my god, guys, it was freaking beautiful. Yeah, and the lighting would change so you could, like, see it in different lights. and That room was the hardest to leave. Yeah. For sure. Agreed. Because after that was where they keep all the... So they have a giant wand room, mm-hmm. and it has the name of every single person who has worked on the film. From Daniel from Radcliffe. J.K. Rowling. Oh, yeah, from J.K. Rowling. All the way down to, like costume designer number 30 right (laughs) (laughs) like every everybody and there's a guy in there who you can be like show me tom felton's he's like oh right over here yeah and i mean i'm telling you there's thousands of wands in here yeah and you can be like show me this person oh all the way over here yep and he was like telling us like fun facts and there's a really cool quote by jk rowling on the wall and then after that is the The giant gift gift shop. shop which we only bought like two things at yeah i bought like a um book about the studio tour, and we bought a magnet, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. uh, and a bag. But I, the, oh, you know what? We bought books. Yes. We bought the British version of like Fantastic Beasts, Quidditch Push Through the, the ages. ages, and Beetle the Bard. Yes. Like a box set. Which we wanted to buy anyway, but we were like, we're here, let's buy it at the studio tour. Yeah. So um, it was actually really nice that we've been to Universal because a lot of the merch there is the same as the merch at Universal. So yeah. it was like, well, I'm not going to buy it here and then try and get it back overseas where when I can just buy this stuff at Universal the next time I'm there if I really want it. And honest, actually, a lot of it we had. Yeah. And then it was over. We had a little bit of time left. So we went and I think we got Starbucks and we just sat in the lobby. We got dinner at the what cafe. What did we get? We did get dinner. You're right. Yeah, I got... Um, I can't remember. But again, the food was yummy there. It was good, but we did get coffee for the drive home. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we just sat in there because they have like a bunch of really nice pictures surrounding this giant lobby, like of Dan really young and Emma when she was little, right? And Bonnie and, <gasps> and Mr. and Mrs. Weasley, and it's like yeah. the cutest picture ever. And then they also had like Harry and Ron's luggage mm-hmm. up above the Starbucks. Yeah, so. way, 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 way up. Yeah, it was neat. And that was the oh, end. and then they had like the astronomy tower thing in there too, right? Astronomy tower. Like that big, um, oh, the circular big. thing that almost looks like a time turner, but more involved. But it like was like planets. up in the astronomy tower. Yeah. yeah, and that was it. And then we had to go home. <sighs> well, home to our hotel. Yeah, we went back to the hotel, and then the next morning we just like we just chilled. We went to Oxford Street and did a little bit last minute shopping at Primark. We're disappointed that a lot of the stuff that we wanted was sold out. Um, and then we got Sunday roast at mm-hmm. a pub that was just like off of Oxford Street. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we went to the airport and flew home. 
guys, I want to go back right now. I know. It was, I think I said this on the last episode, it was literally, people are like, well, what was your favorite thing you did? And I said everything. Like, I can't, I, don't know. I can't pick one thing because every day was a fairy tale. Every day was magical. Literally. And, like, I can't thank Meg enough for putting this together because I don't know how she did it. And I never would have made <laughs> it like it was. And it was perfect and amazing. And thank you. I love you. I love you, too. It was fun. I'm glad that we got to do... This was just, like, our dream trip, and it really was. Yeah. It like, really it was lived, a dream. It lived up to it, and mm-hmm. it was everything that we wanted it to be. It was more than everything I, I wanted it to I be. I want to go back. Yeah. Yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> like, what did I say? The two words that fit it were adventure, adventure. which is a big word for me and Meg. We use that a lot. Um, adventure and is, is out there. there. And I think magic was the other word. Magic. Like, true magic. Right there. <sighs> All right. Do we want to do a fan story? Mm-hmm. So as last time, so last time we did Shona, mm-hmm. we were talking about Edinburgh. So this time, since we are talking about London, this comes from Eddie Lowe, who we got to meet at our London Swisher meetup. Yep. Um, so... Eddie says, hello, my name is Eddie from Manchester, UK. My Hogwarts house is Ravenclaw, and my Ilvermorny house is Puckwudgie. My wand is large and Phoenix Feather, 10 and 3 quarters, quite flexible. My Patronus is an aardvark. That's amazing. That's awesome! Its name comes from Africans and means earth pig. That's so cute. People often think of an anteater or armadillo when they see the name aardvark, but they're not related, although they look fairly similar. If you want more information on aardvark, see Arthur. Yeah. <laughs> So he says, I can't remember exactly how I got into Harry Potter, but I did get into it straight away as a kid. I borrowed the books, so only read them once, but we did have the videos of the Philosopher's Stone and Chamber of Secrets, which I watched so many times. I was a strange kid and wouldn't ask for anything that I wanted at birthdays or Christmas. I relied on people to ask me if I wanted something. Even then, I wouldn't want to say yes, but then feel bad when I didn't get something. (laughs) Luckily, my mom knew how much I like to read, and that I seem to like Harry Potter, so we borrowed the first four, and she bought me the final three as they came out. As much as I would have wanted the other books, I wouldn't ask for them, so I would reread the ones I had a chapter each night in a loop, and as for most people, they provided a place to escape to from my problems. When I left home for university, I ordered myself the books I was missing. Good for you, Eddie! (laughs) (laughs) Having them all meant I could read them through repeatedly, and it couldn't be at a better time. That year was hard work. I find talking to new people extremely hard. I wanted to meet new people and have great experiences, but couldn't. I felt extremely lonely and isolated. I was away from my family and friends from home, so having the books again created an escape from the loneliness and helped me get through it when I was so close to giving up and going home despite how much I enjoyed studying. One of the hardest things was having to find somewhere to live for my next year when I had to move out of student halls. I had a number of people I had become friendly with over time, but I couldn't bring myself to ask anyone if I could live with them. Luck was on my side, and a hallmate asked if I would fill a spot in a house she had found with some friends. When we moved in and started the year, we found we got on really well, and Harry Potter was a big connector between us. We sorted ourselves when Pottermore was launched, and each of us was in a different house. The book's were read and discussed and movies watched regularly. I was able to relax so much more on myself and gain so much confidence. Over the next year, the friendship with one of my new housemates, Claire, grew into much more. We have been together for six years now and have just gotten engaged. Yay! Congratulations! Claire was also there at our meetup and you guys are awesome. Harry Potter is a big part of our relationship. 
Our first time away together alone was a trip away to the newly opened Warner Brothers studio tour and was a time I remember with such warmth and fondness. It was when I... It was when I knew Claire was the love of my life and my best friend. Claire is a Gryffindor, and her strength, courage, and friendship are just a selection of characteristics that made me fall in love with her and helped me to grow in confidence. I'm so grateful for the Potter series and helping me through the bad times and playing its part in bringing myself and Claire together. It's no lo- it no longer needs to be a place of escape, but remains as a place that is always there to bring joy and meet new people. Thank you for the podcast, ladies. You do a stellar job, and the community you have fostered is amazing. I love the way you keep the depth of detail while being friendly, friendly, open, and yourselves. Sorry for the cushy fan story. Looking forward to continue listening for many years to come. Thank you, Eddie. Eddie. Eddie, that was beautiful. That was so sweet. And I want to say I super as soon as I to start, this. As soon as you started reading about like the whole roommate thing, I was like, it's Claire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to say I super relate to this because... I, too, was, like, oh, God, I see myself in, like, that kid that, like, won't ask for things and, like, is very, very shy and doesn't want it, like, wants to meet new people but is very anxious about it. And Meg brings all of that out in me. She helps me out with that, too. So I totally see that between you and Claire and Meg and myself. Yeah. And Potter does a lot. Potter brought us together. It, yeah. It's really cool. Very cool. So thanks for hanging out with us in London. Thank you for giving us your Potter story and sharing. It's not gushy. It's freaking sweet. Yeah, I, I love, love it. it. I love it. All right. Man. So make sure that you find us on Facebook. We are Swish and Flick Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Swish Flick Cast. You can also subscribe to us on YouTube and support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Swish Flick Cast. Lastly, you can check out our website, swishflickcast.com, for all kinds of information and merchandise. Check it out. Also, if you want to follow along with us on the vlogs that we're doing for this trip, it is on Katie and my YouTube channel called Main Street 9 and 3 quarters. Make sure that you go subscribe there. Hopefully, another one will come out this holiday weekend. So, and that one is going to be... Elephant House. Elephant House. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, that's up next. All right. Am I saying this? Yeah, go for it. Oh, thanks. So that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening to all of our ranting about London. And don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing! Just in my voice! <laughs>